0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. I'm your host, David Castle, coming at you live. Actually, maybe it's not live. Maybe you're listening to this 100 years from now on another planet because we colonized a new world. I don't know. For me, it's April 2nd, 2020. I am located in a very locked down Carson City, Nevada. Yes, folks, we're under quarantine. We're all going to die, and if you leave your home, you don't care about old people. Yep. If you leave your house, you're a dick, and you want to kill old people. That's what they tell us. So what can you do? Just got to stay home, unless you're essential. I'm not. No, nope. apparently driving cars is not essential anymore. But we all know they've been trying to take away our cars for a while. That's what uh, Agenda 21 is all about, well, amongst other things, of course. But taking away the cars was a big part of that, and maybe this is part of that too. I don't know. Seems to, this uh, coronavirus epidemic seems to be, uh, you know, crossing a lot of things off of the list that they've been trying to get at for a while. But regardless of that, I hope everyone's doing well out there. You know, keeping keeping a firm head on your shoulders. Does that even make sense? I don't know. But like I said, you know, you gotta, you know, hopefully you're making the making the most of things, getting things done around the house. What can you really do at this point? <clears throat> they won't let you see your friends. They won't let you do shit. You can Facetime your homies. I don't know. Call your mom. Call your pa if you still got him. But other than that, things are a little boring at the moment. No bars, no restaurants, no no nothing. No bowling, no skate park. I seen some some pictures of what the what the government's doing to the skate parks filling them up with dirt and mulch and shit so kids can't go there and skate. It's crazy, man. Crazy fucking times, dude. Limiting it to uh, you know, groups of ten or less. Because we're all going to die and we all have to be very scared of this virus. That's, that's uh, what they're getting at here. And it's just so funny. It's so ironic. I don't know if that's the right word. But it seems ironic to me that the government just suddenly cares so much about your health. They all want to help you. And you know, it's the same government that blew up the World Trade Center. The same government that's waging war across the world. Killing millions of people you know, indiscriminately. They don't give a fuck. And yet they just, they really want you to be safe. And stay inside. You don't want to spread the virus. And if you disobey that, or if you think for yourself, or bring up a you know some obvious points about how fucked up this is, then you're just an enemy. And uh, you know we're getting to that point where the snitch culture is at an all time high. And people are going to start telling on other people for, for uh, leaving their homes or for not being within six feet of each other. I'm sure it's already happening. There's videos on the internet of fucking, you know, what do they call the, the the pissed off white lady, Karen. Everyone's Karen. <laughs> she just comes through freaking the fuck out because kids are out being kids or whatever. And I don't know. I'm not trying to downplay the severity of the virus, but then again, I am. Because it's not as severe as what they're leading us to believe. In, in all likelihood... Many of us have probably already had the virus because we—it's not like we're all getting tested for this shit. You know, I know I was pretty sick about a month ago, and I had many of the symptoms of what this virus was. I was fine. Now, granted, if I was to pass it on to some fucking ninety-seven-year-old lady with cancer, she might—she might have died or something. But she would die if she got numerous things, you know, like a cold or something, which is basically what the disease is. But then again, I'm not a. I'm not an expert. I'm not a virologist or a epidemiologist or whatever they want to call it. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a guy in a room with a microphone talking to myself, looking at my computer screen, watching these little wavy things go up and down, which signify my sound vibrations. And uh, hoping, hoping that I can entertain you guys for a little bit and help the time pass by that much faster. Nonetheless, we're in the midst of an economic collapse, folks. The government told us we can't even work. I got fucking laid off, dude, and then they're extending this to the end of April. Apparently they're going to give us 1200 bucks or something. I don't know when that's going to happen. But it's funny how, you know, this um this pandemic occurs, which was foreshadowed in events like Event 201 by Bill Gates. Bill Gates did All kinds of different documentaries and whatnot, which were hinting at an event like this taking place in the near future. Which is, of course, just all coincidence. He just can tell the future. He's like Nostradamus. Motherfuckers out there reading tea leaves, looking through crystal balls, predicting the future. That's why he got so rich. But they all knew it was going to happen. It was planned. Very likely this thing could be some sort of bioweapon. But it was all foreshadowed and they, they had everything in place, all these plans, all these measures that they were, they were going to do in order to address this uh, once it became an issue. So obviously they knew it was going to happen. And it's funny because now they have this stimulus package where it's $2 trillion printed out of thin air by the Federal Reserve, which is not even part of the government. It's not a federal at all. It's, it's a privately owned bank. It was created in secrecy and I think it was 1913 on some island called Jekyll Island during Christmas. When everyone was doing Christmas shit with their families and then these these bankers met up on this island in secret and then created the Federal Reserve and then they took all of the money, which used to be controlled by the government, and then put it in one centralized bank, which was privately owned, and that's where all our money has come from since. And the taxpayers fucking create all the wealth and they're just making the bankers hell of money. It's a very corrupt system to the core. And... If you haven't watched James Corbett's documentary on the Federal Reserve, I highly suggest you do that. We're just looking to that shit in general because it's it's pretty important to see where our money comes from and how we were taken off of the gold standard and and kind of put onto this, this fictional money Ponzi scheme that's going on, which benefits only the, the very, very high up 1% banker type motherfuckers. Now, apparently, they're just able to print two trillion dollars out of thin air. It doesn't matter. And if that's the case, why are they still taxing us? Why do I got to pay taxes on everything? Income tax, you know, sales tax, tax on gas, tax on all kinds of shit, taxed on every from every which way, all the time. Why do you need my money if you could just print that shit out of nowhere? I don't know. And in, in all honesty, I think the reason for the excessive taxation that we experience here is to keep us in a position of austerity, to keep the people down, make it so we never get too, you know, too, I don't know, have shit too good, able to buy too much stuff. I don't know, you got to fucking, so the government steals your money. That's what they do. They extort you. But yeah, we're in the in the midst of an economic collapse. Uh, this has been the worst month in car sales ever, March March was. And I want to read you an article about that just because this is something that hits close to home for me. Seeing as how I've been selling cars as an occupation for for some time, but I always knew that this wasn't gonna last. And I'll tell the people I work with, I'm like, bros, bros and sisters, this shit ain't gonna last, dude. They're trying to outlaw these cars, make it so the only types of types of cars that can be sold are electric vehicles like Teslas and stuff. There's already places in the worlds that are uh, in the world that are like that. I think Amsterdam is a city where you can only drive Teslas in the downtown area you have to like uber or take a taxi and they're all teslas so sweet deal for elon good job elon <laughs> this article is from the activist post it was published on march 31st 2020 now uh, auto sales are indicative of the economy as a whole when things are going good people buy cars and you know they feel comfortable because a car it's it's the second biggest financial purchase that most people will ever do um, next to a house. The house will usually be the biggest thing somebody ever buys, but a lot of people won't even ever buy a house in, in these times. They're too expensive. People don't have steady jobs. But if you're, you know, relatively comfortable with your life, you'll buy a house, you'll buy a car. And so when people are buying cars, the economy's doing good and it's good. And I'm making money. So that's fucking dope too. But when nobody's buying cars, when the government outlaws the purchase of vehicles, then things are not so good. So the title of this article is, There Are Basically No Sales! U.S. Auto Industry Enters Total Collapse from Nationwide Lockdown. And let me just give you a little backstory on what it's like to even try to purchase a vehicle right now. Uh, You can't, if you, well, at least at the place where I work, you got to do everything online. Like you could buy a car online, but you can't go in, you can't test drive it. Uh, You can't have a salesperson show you the car. Uh you can't do anything like they can't even like walk you to the car and, and show it to you. They can't fucking show you how to work the car or what the features are on it and how to work the fucking radio system or how to drive it. You just got to go like pick the car and then I don't know throw the fucking money over a fence or slide it under the door and then you know go away with your car. But it's totally not normal. I don't, many of you have probably purchased a vehicle in the past. I don't know if your experience was good or bad. It goes either way. A lot of people fucking hate car salesmen, can't blame you. I'm a cool sales guy, but regardless of that, I don't know if I'll ever do that again in my life, which I wouldn't be too sad about as long as I'm making money in some other way. Anyways, they're, they've are they totally like put so much red tape around the car buying process that it's, it's almost impossible, you know, because it's hard enough to sell a car. It's so expensive and stuff uh, that it's difficult to get someone to buy a car in general unless they already want it and stuff. That's why you need a salesman. But now it's like they've totally done away with that. And I've seen this coming for a long time because in Agenda 21, they outlaw—I mean, they outline excuse me, how they don't want people driving. They don't like the idea of people being able to roam around on their own and do whatever they want. They want everyone to be confined to public transit and, I don't know, walking, riding a bike or something. Something where you can't go very far. So they're just fucking all this shit up, and it's under the guise of, oh, they're trying to save you and and you know social distancing, because we're all going to die, because if you don't like that, you hate old people. Apparently, the government cares about old people now. Sorry, I went off on a tangent. I'm going to read this article now. This one's by Tyler Durden, straight out of Fight Club. 2020 is shaping up to be nothing short of a complete and total meltdown for the U.S. auto industry. The industry was already barely holding on by a thread before the coronavirus pandemic started, with China leading the rest of the globe's auto industries into recession over the last 18 months. Now, in a post-coronavirus world, automakers in the U.S. are expecting nothing less than a full collapse. And the things that were barely holding the industry up to start 2020, namely low rates and modest consumer confidence, don't matter. Businesses are closed, would-be buyers are strapped for cash, and the country's economy has simply been turned off. The industry's annualized selling rate could slow to $11.9 in March, according to Edmonds. Jessica Caldwell, executive director of Insights for market researchers Edmonds, told Bloomberg the whole world is turned upside down right now. And it shows a graph of um, U.S. auto sales. Once it hit March, it just plummets way, way down. Um, Yeah, kind of crazy. It was going pretty good before that. Like, the end of 2019 wasn't so bad. But once all this stuff started happening in China, people got worried, scared money, don't buy shit. So, bummer. The coronavirus lockdowns across the nation will also put a damper on April, which is traditionally a good month for auto sales. Ford is all but shutting down, and names like Fiat and GM are expected to release extremely weak numbers later this week. Morgan Stanley analyst Adam Jones put it simply, there are basically no U.S. auto sales right now because the government has outlawed it. That's the thing. It's not like people would still be buying cars. Even though it's a terrible time to buy a car and I would not recommend it to anyone, people will do it. People are not that intelligent, man. And people need to drive. So there would be people buying cars regardless. Yeah, it wouldn't be as as common and prevalent as it would be, if there was no virus going around, but people would still buy shit regardless. But now the government, is it, they've made it so difficult and there's so much red tape in association with trying to purchase a vehicle that it's just basically impossible now. So investors have fully embraced the reality that the U.S. auto industry may be shut down for one or two full months. We're now being asked to run scenarios of six months or nine months shutdowns. So, you know, I'm fucked and that guy's from Morgan Stanley, so it sounds like he knows what's up. The president's extension sorry, I'm all fucked up. I hope that didn't sound too terrible for you guys. The President's extension of his social distancing guidelines to the end of April will also act as a headwind for the industry. Factory shutdowns that started in March will now head toward their second month of no production as the US consumer for the most part remains stuck at home. Jeff Schuster. Senior Vice President of Forecasting for Research, LMC Automotive, commented, We just don't know when and how this will end, and that's the biggest problem right now. All this uncertainty creates a lot of angst, and that has been spreading really like a wildfire through the industry. He predicts that the industry's annualized selling rate will continue to plummet to between 9 and 10 million vehicles, those numbers are well below the 10.4 million autos sold in 2009 the year GM and Chrysler both filed for bankruptcy JP Morgan has an even more pessimistic view with estimates of a pace of 6 to 7 million vehicles over the next month so yeah car sales is fucked i mean you know everything is kind of nothing is doing well that that well right now in the economy and just everything's changing dude they've they've un unraveled the agenda in full force and are just... I don't know if it's some sort of experiment. They're seeing, you know, what they could do with this virus because it's not as deadly as what they're making it seem. I mean, you know, um, maybe we're just in the beginning of it. That's what some people are saying and this could last all year and more and more people are dying. At first they were saying it'd be 2 million people dead. And then they said, oh, maybe it'll just be 1 million. Then they're saying 200,000. Now they're saying 100,000. So who really knows these are all these are the same people who forecast the climate change models which is complete bullshit and you see the way they do stuff like that is they just don't take certain data into account for example with the climate change thing they don't take into account weather modification they're spraying all this shit into the sky they're manipulating it with scalar waves through installations like harp and uh, NEXRAD towers and doppler radars and all this shit and they're fucking with the weather on a massive scale literally controlling the weather across the planet and manipulating it to a huge extent but they don't forecast that into their models it's non-existent to them they don't take take that into account so that means their models are completely fraudulent they're all false and you got to understand that the same people who do who do that kind of shit the same foundations and universities which are funded by the same you know motherfuckers fucking up the whole planet these big billionaire fucking assholes. Uh, These are the same types of people forecasting these coronavirus models and stuff. So you really can't, you got to take everything with a grain of salt and you got to do your own research and just be very weary of anything that is said to you by these types of people and any statistics or numbers that they put out. As Mark Twain said, there's lies, damn lies, and then statistics. So you got to be careful listening to these motherfuckers. Now, there's, there's countries or regions of this country in America where they've unveiled a full martial law type scenario. Uh, the president enacted the Stafford Act, and which includes some sort of continuity of government where they take away your rights and they just fuck you over in every way. And that should be alarming to most people. You may have seen videos of tanks and all these military Humvees and stuff being transported by train. Across the country, which is strange, and it's like what are they what are they doing? you know what are they gearing up for? Are these military dudes gonna come around and hand you fucking masks and food i I consider that to be unlikely, and same with the cops man they're there to to enforce the law that's why they're law enforcement they gotta ride on the side of their cars and it's kind of we've seen the the militarization of the police happening for you know, 20, 30 years since I was a kid. You know, it used to be a cop would help you with directions or some shit, some basic stuff, help an old lady cross the street, fucking do some cool shit, you know, be a nice guy. But now the cops are just there to get you in trouble. They don't give a fuck about you. And they're all dressed up in some SWAT team, you know, G.I. Joe shit with a fucking assault rifle. And they're not there to help you, dude. They're there to get you in trouble and fuck with you. And a lot of these dudes who are cops, they're straight out of the military. So they're all fucked up in the head from some crazy shit they did in Iraq. And now, you know, they, they the police department lures them in. They want these people. And you got to ask yourself, why do they want these types of people who are in the military and they're used to dealing with like Iraqis and Afghanis? And, you know, I don't. maybe you think very highly of the troops and stuff, and I'm not trying to badmouth anyone because there's a lot of good people in our military and, you know, I support them and stuff. But there's some fucked up shit that goes on whenever you give anybody guns in a position of power and then send them over to some third world country like people are going to get fucked with and people are going to be assholes and do some fucked up shit. And then, you know, so you got these dudes who are used to dealing with Afghanis and treating them like dirt and being fucking assholes and like shooting motherfuckers for no reason, which isn't everyone, but it does happen. And that's well documented and then they come back to America and then they become cops. And you think they're just able to switch off that that part of them that's like that? Nah, man. These motherfuckers are, uh, you know, not very chill. That's why, <laughs> that's why you see them body slamming some old ladies and beating the fuck out of them. Yeah, these cops are no good. They're not. And uh, they're there to enforce the law and do what they're told. A lot of them are just brainless mindless sheep. There are some good cops, there's some good soldiers. But it's a bad system. And it is a a system that doesn't have your freedom or your rights at heart. They don't take that into consideration. That's not what they're fighting for. They're just doing what their boss tells them. Now on top of that, we got apparently more cases of coronavirus spreading across the United States. New York seems to be hit very hard by this like 80,000 cases or something crazy like that. And uh, the, the hospitals can't handle it. Because they've also been shutting down hospitals all across New York for like 10 years. And the the hospital industry and just the medical industry in general is all fucked up. It's not about keeping people healthy and, and you know, doing that kind of stuff to, to make it so people don't have to go to the hospital much. It's just keeping people dependent on the hospital and going back and doing these repeat treatments and stuff that keep people sick because there's big money in medical care. It's a trillion-dollar industry. It's amazing. And that's why it's, it's sick care. They don't want people to be healthy. They want them to be sick all the time and coming back for more and more because hospitals are ran like businesses. And that's the reason why they're not stocked up on masks and ventilators and these things that we should have, because they prepare for this stuff. They know that sometime a a virus could come through and fuck everything up. So they should have these type of things on hand. But the people who run the hospitals, they're business people. They're not necessarily doctors and surgeons who have the best interests of the public at heart. They're running that thing to make money and to help out their investors in that business. So they don't have a stockpile of these kinds of supplies. They just buy things for a week or two in advance and just in the assumption that they'll constantly be able to get a supply and there will never be a shortage. But obviously things happen and shit gets fucked up. So now we have the present situation and they try to blame the public for going out and stocking up and buying masks and gloves and and hand sanitizer and toilet paper or whatever and food. But it's like, yeah, people got to be prepared too and you can't really get mad at those people. Why weren't you prepared? This is your fucking job. This is what you do. This is what you went to school for for seven years and paid 200 grand for and, and, you know, we're supposed to worship you like everything you say is so godly and you're so... You're so intelligent and so much higher and better than the average person. Well, why weren't you prepared for this? Yeah, these are the types of questions that you have to ask. And then people are coming out with videos where they're showing hospitals are completely empty. It's like we're in this pandem- pandemic. Everyone's dying, uh, supposedly, uh, like the media is telling us. And there's nobody in the hospitals. It's like, well, wait a second. Now you could argue, on the other hand, that this just the pandemic hasn't hit and hit these regions and people are just, you know, not sick around there, which is very possible. I think that's the case in in most cases. What people should do is go to New York and try to get some footage of these hospitals where supposedly the pandemic is, you know, like the worst in the world. But um this event right now, this big experiment that we're all experiencing, it's really bringing out some some interesting traits in people. It's kind of having people show their true colors in a time of crisis like this and the way people respond to it and just the way they think about things. You have the people who are just like totally brainwashed by the media and what's being told to them through that avenue, just all the propaganda and the the fear mongering and the, the huge psychological operation that's taking place in conjunction with the media, uh, Hollywood, the celebrities and, and all that shit, the government as well, because it's all one big system and they're all they all kind of like get briefed on what they're going to talk about, and what they're going to do. And, you know, you got all the reporters reporting out of their fucking extra bedroom and shit. It's just it's it's crazy. It's ridiculous. These celebrities cooped up in their houses, freaking out because they're not getting the attention that they need. They're not able to go experience their nightlife, fucking shit. They're running low on adrenochrome. <laughs> but um, yeah. So you have the type of people who will follow that scenario, and they believe every word that's told to them, and they just regurgitate it when you when you get into a conversation with them about this. And they're they're very resistant to any alternative explanation or any any question asking. Because they believe that this system, the government, the media, the celebrities, they believe that if there was anything else happening than what they're being told, that they would be told that. And they it's just a fundamental misunderstanding of how things work because you got to understand that this whole system runs on deception and, and lying and lies. That's what government is. It's mind control. It's deception. It's psychological operations and fucking with people's brains. So – that's why you have to ask questions and search for other explanations. Now, we're really early in this thing. You know, it's only been going on a couple months here. Well, a few months in general, Started in China in what, like January? Maybe some cases before that. Some people are saying as, as early as November or October. Some people are saying it started here, an escape from Fort Detrick in a bioweapons lab. Regardless of what happened, we don't know. All we can do is speculate. Nobody has all the answers. A lot of people are pretending that they do. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is we don't know at this point. All you can do is speculate and kind of see what's happening surrounding this. So you have those people who, who believe the government. They believe the fucking media and all that shit. And bummer, you know, fucking sucks to be those people. But these are the same types of people who are going to be snitching on you when they see three three people in your house when you're only allowed to have two, or they see you leaving your house when you're not allowed to. So these are the types of people you have to worry about. And yeah, we should all love each other. You got to love your neighbor and be good to one another. But at the same time, it's like, wait a second, you know, maybe you should be distancing yourself from these people who are stuck in that mindset and can't escape it. They can't escape the brainwashing, which is a very sad thing because you know these are the type of motherfuckers that will be like the Gestapo and shit and the fucking SS officers who are just doing what they're told and just following orders, but then next thing you know, six million people are dead because people were just following orders. Now that's an extreme example, but it's the same basic premise because you're not thinking for yourself. And that is a very dangerous thing to not think for yourself. So then you have the other people. There's a few types of people. So then like people like myself, the smart, intelligent, handsome, talented, awesome people like me. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, you know, people asking questions, trying to like, you know, sift through the fishy shit that's going on and make sense of, of what's going on now. Don't believe everything I say by any means. Do your own research and think for yourself. But you got to look to all areas of this and see how they're implementing this agenda that that they couldn't do otherwise if this virus hadn't been started and hadn't fucking, whether it's natural or a bioweapon or whatever, it's kind of insignificant at this point when you look at everything that's being implemented and just write down, and it's all aligned with, what they've been trying to do in documents like Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, and the whole fucking sustainable development, climate change thing like just the whole agenda. It's all taking place right now and it's going full force. And the reason why they're able to do this kind of shit and take away more rights is because they have this scapegoat, which is the coronavirus. Now, there's a third type of people who are on some really far out shit that, like, is even crazy to me where. They think that this is all a fucking organized by Donald Trump because he wants to take out the pedophiles and he's gonna expose the deep state and he's gonna do, he's just doing all this crazy shit like a mastermind, like fucking Tony Stark's up in this bitch, just doing some incredible stuff and pulling the strings behind the scenes. And he had to organize this whole pandemic so he could get rid of pedophiles. Why that makes sense to anyone, I have no idea. But there's this whole Q movement who really believes that and I'm not trying to say that there's no such thing as uh, pedophilia and Satanism and there's some sick motherfuckers in high positions of power doing that kind of stuff because there are. I've talked about it on this show. I just did that shit like a few episodes ago where I read whole fucking giant articles about that and yeah, 100% that does take place. But the the notion that people have that Donald Trump is somehow going to stop this and that he's going to expose the deep state when there's no evidence that he's doing anything of any kind like that is just ridiculous. Meanwhile, he's he's bringing out the 5G. Just signed that executive order, like fucking do go full force on that shit. Uh, what has he done about exposing 9 11? Because most of the people who know about the the Satanism in Hollywood and the powerful billionaire motherfuckers raping kids, drinking adrenochrome, they all know about how nine eleven was an inside job. Why hasn't Donald Trump done anything about that? Is he waiting until his last day in office to do that so he doesn't get killed or something? Like people come out, come up with the most far out ideas that just don't make any sense. because it, it, it's just so obviously conflicting with reality. It's just I don't get it. Now, if that were to happen and if that was happening, I think there's about a 0.01% chance that that is taking place, considering how Trump was homies with Epstein and, and all these other motherfuckers. It's all the same gang. You don't even get to run for president unless you're in that gang. You think a motherfucker like me or you who's listening to this, besides you CIA motherfuckers listening to this shit, but you think we could just run for president all of a sudden and like get a chance of winning? Nah, dude, that's not how it works. Fuck no, you get groomed for that shit for, for years, for your whole life. They got all this shit planned out. But, yeah, so, I mean, you know, if that was taking place, that'd be great. You know, I'd be the first one to come out and be like, hell yeah, Trump, good job, dude. You fooled us all, man. You may just think you're a fucking idiot and a, just a puppet, but you're not. You're, uh, you're like a superhero. You know, I'd be the first one to come out and say that shit. If that were really taking place, I don't think it is. But if it was, I'd be stoked. But it's not. Let's be realistic with one another. I really don't think it's happening. Um. Yeah, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. That's the whole Q movement. I think it's a huge psyop, probably put out there by Trump's motherfuckers to make him look good, to make it seem like he's doing some some other mysterious shit to help his chances of getting reelected. I don't know. All you can do is speculate. But it definitely seems like some sort of mind control operation that's, you know, geared towards the Trump supporters and getting them to believe in some far out shit. And it kind of goes back to this whole idea of the, you know, someone coming in and just saving everyone as if some some hero is going to descend from the fucking sky with some superpowers to do something that you all have been, should have been doing the whole time, which is saving yourselves. But you're, 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 um, putting your responsibility on somebody else. You're like externalizing it, something that should be internal, your own responsibility, taking the actions that you should be doing, speaking out and being, act, being active in exposing this shit. But you've, we've been trying to externalize that and in the hopes of, some superhero coming down to save us and just the whole comic book Spider-Man, Batman, fucking Marvel Avengers, DC Comics shit that's like that's all trained us to believe like that and you can even go back to like John Wayne and Clint Eastwood where you have this fucking manly motherfucker who rolls into town with some evil people and then they just clean that shit up and kill everybody and then fuck some bitch and then they're out and then the movie's over but that's not how the real world works that's never happened. It's never going to happen. But as long as you can sell people on that idea and get them thinking about that happening, then you can run crazy psyops like the Q movement. Which, I don't know, I'm just uh, speculating, like I always am, just thinking out loud. I don't really prepare these talks. I'm just saying what I think. But like I said, if he is doing that, you know, props to you, Donnie. You're a smart dude. You had me fooled. Anyways, going back to this virus thing, because that's the hot topic, obviously, because it's affected all of our lives so much. Everything just changed overnight all of a sudden. We just went to a socialist country where the government shut down all business and it's just, it's nuts. Now they're doing this stimulus thing, the trillions of dollars. And it's interesting to note as well and think about our Democratic candidate, Andrew Yang, who was running for office. Really had no chance. Uh, didn't have much of a following, but he did have kind of a, a decent, small, cult-like following who's really into what he was doing. Uh, he was the Asian guy, the mathematician, who was all about doing the universal basic income where every American family would get a certain amount of money every month in order to help them out. And where this money would come from, I don't remember the exact plan he had. I don't know if he ever outlined it. I'm sure he did briefly, uh, if I gave some some idea of how it would work. But the idea was that the government would subsidize every American family and give them so much money. And he didn't stand a chance in the election. He didn't get very far in the the primaries. He just dropped out. And that was that. Now, it's interesting because, you know, that was such a radical idea. And that's kind of the reason why he didn't really have a chance in the election. Like most people are against socialism, at least uh, Republicans and stuff like that. And he didn't really stand a chance against Trump, so it didn't seem like he was going to be the Democratic candidate. And then, boom, all of a sudden, like, we're doing that shit. They're doing the universal basic income. They're not calling it that, but they're doing exactly what, what it is, which is give every family so much money. And this is how they operate. This is how they do shit, because they wanted to do that before, but they had this motherfucker come in and introduce the idea to get it in the public consciousness, because before that, it wasn't really a thought. Maybe somebody had you know, uh, proposed it before, but not on the level and the scale that Andrew Yang was doing it because that was his whole shit. And then now he, he dropped out of the race a few months ago, uh, really at the beginning of it, after spending millions of dollars and, and having all these people that supported him. But yeah, then he just dropped out because he knew he didn't have a chance. But the idea got out there, and it's in the public consciousness, and it's floating around. It's in everyone's psyche. And then now, all of a sudden, boom, we're fucking doing it. Funny how that works, right? And you can't tell me this shit isn't all planned and stage. Everyone's playing their role out there and and doing what they're told and doing what they got to do to add to the story, add to the show, and play their little part in the fucking movie. Because that's what it is, guys. It's a fucking movie. The whole world's a stage. It always has been. And once you realize that, then you separate yourself and you become a spectator. And you're like, I'm not even involved in this fucking movie. I'm just watching. But a lot of people are in the movie and they're playing a shitty role where they're just the ones getting fucked with and shit on all the time. But you got to separate yourself from this movie and then watch it and then try to understand it, learn about the characters and what roles they play and all this shit because that's what's happening, man. Think about it, dude. We got a fucking reality TV star as president. Like, goddamn, dude, how much more obvious could this shit be that it's a fucking movie? When we have a a TV star as president, like, he's so ridiculous, the shit he says, just how he looks, his fucking facial expressions, the way he responds to questions, it's all so theatrical and so ridiculous. But people believe it. They think it's real. And it seems very real. It's very elaborate. The buildings, the suits, the ties, the briefcases the fucking media all this shit dude like the makeup it seems very professional and it is cuz they're pros they know exactly what they're doing these these politicians they take acting classes that's what they do they lie man that's what actors do too and that's why it's so funny that we idolize and worship actors so much in this society because why would you why would your hero be a liar somebody who's just pretends to be something they're not how is that virtuous or something you would you would want to follow? It doesn't make any sense. But this whole society is backwards. It's it's not geared towards being a good person. I mean, just look at what's glorified in the media and in Hollywood and all this shit. It's not stuff that's that's good. It's all very shallow, carnal stuff. Uh, you know, I'm using biblical terms here, like uh, the carnal desires, like sex and drugs and and money and. Very physical, materialistic stuff that's not very, you know, It's it doesn't have a bigger meaning. It's, it's not something that lasts after death. It's something that's, you know, very this life, it's this moment, it's materialistic, and it's not good. It's not like something a philosopher wouldn't think for years and years about the meaning of life and come to it like, it's to have a nice ass <laughs> and post pictures of it on Instagram. Like, nah, dude, I don't there's there's more to it than that. That's cool. Everyone appreciates a nice ass and some fucking titties or whatever, but um there's just more to it than that. But we we've been thrown off of that path. We most people are not anywhere near that shit. And if you are, then you're just a weird person. They call you a conspiracy theorist or this and that. Just for pointing out obvious aspects of this system, but most people are so confined to it and so like in it that they can't see anything beyond it. And Plato's allegory of the cave is a is a great explanation of that. Uh I'll try to summarize it. Nah, I fucking suck at that shit. I don't <laughs> I don't know how to do it. But basically, there's these people chained up in this cave, and they're staring at the wall, and then all they see is these this puppet show being cast onto the wall via these shadows, because there's a candle and behind them, and then there's these people with these puppets, and they're doing this little puppet show on the cave wall, and they see these shadows, the prisoners do, and then they think that's reality, They they think that's the world, and that's everything that's happening, and then there's one guy who, like, breaks out of this chain somehow, and then he gets to escape from the cave, and then he sees the whole world out there, and there's fucking trees, and animals, and clouds in the sky, and it's amazing, and he's just like, holy fuck, dude, like, this is what's really happening. This is the real world. And he sees the motherfuckers doing the puppet show and fucking with everything. And then he goes back into the cave and then he tries to tell the other dudes down there chained up what's really happening. And they're all just like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? That's that's ridiculous. That could not possibly be happening. And that is the world that we live in right now. And there's a lot of other movies which have um, like built upon that, like they live is like that. Um Dark City was kind of like that, The Matrix is like that. These are all have the same premise on it, and it's kind of plays on uh Plato's Allegory of the Cave. So look up that shit and and study that because this is the world we live in, and then once you realize what's really happening and how it's all a show and is some crazy shit going on, and then you try to tell people about it, they don't most people don't get it. Because it takes a certain type of personality to even consider this type of shit. And there's different types of people. You know, there's some people you'll tell them, and this is a very rare case, but then they'll go and look into it themselves and then they'll like change their life because of that shit. Things will never be the same. And then they'll start to research this type of stuff and try to understand what's happening and try to wake other people up. That's a very, very rare, rare person. It takes a very strong person to do that. It takes an independent thinker and somebody who's not afraid of being ostracized from society and having people look at them differently and be discriminated against and to be isolated because that's what it does to you. You know, you're going to have to be... It's it's a lonely world out there, man, because you won't be relating to motherfuckers about shit. You won't want to talk about some basic-ass shit after you know what's really happening and, like, how interesting it is and stuff. Not to say that you can't have homies and shit that are into some other stuff, and not everyone has to be into this. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's just, in order to like go deep into this kind of shit, it takes a certain type of person that is very rare. And that's special. If you're like that, you probably are. If you're listening to this, then good job, dude. Props to you. That's fucking dope. Um, But most people aren't like that. And then there's different types of people. There's other people who are like, just totally against it they don't get it they don't want to hear about it and then they they respond they get angry and shit when you try to bring it up to them and they just get pissed and that's because that's cognitive dissonance that's people not being resistant to any alternative explanation because they have their certain way of viewing reality and um, they don't want that that method of thought being crushed by somebody else like who are you to tell me that the way I think about everything is wrong like fuck you dude And I could totally understand that. And that's an understandable response. And then, excuse me, I'll take a drink of water. Then there's another type of person who, this is an interesting one because they'll, they'll pretend like they want to know and then they'll like ask you questions about it. You, the person who's trying to like wake people up and shit. And then they'll ask for evidence and say, well, how do you know that? I mean, like, where's the response? How come I don't know that? Like, Why doesn't everyone know that? And they'll keep asking all these questions and then you'll try to like gear them towards the information like, oh, well, I I found that out in this book. Well, yeah, who wrote that book and how the fuck do you know that's true? And I just don't get why somebody would want to do that. Like, why do all these billionaires hate everyone? And then you try to explain to them and like, Give them some explanations. Well, who's doing it? I say, ah, oh, well, there's these, like, foundations, these organizations who are funded by these these billionaires, like the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds started it. Maybe there's some other motherfuckers, too. I don't know. But you have these organizations, like the Royal Institute for International Affairs, the Council of Foreign Relations, the Bilderberg Group, the CFR. Like, uh, there's all these different organizations, Freemasons, Illuminati, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And then they're like, well you know where do they come from how come everyone doesn't know about it? and they just keep asking these questions and then you try to like send them to the information that you found and like the books you read or the videos you watch or whatever but then they're never going to watch it they just want to they just want to play the devil's advocate and and like entertain the notion of of you being right but at the same time they're never going to change the way they think about things because they're never going to go do the research for themselves and that's an interesting character in this play that we're in. But there's a lot of people like that too. And they're just like – because they'll ask you the questions and they'll act like they're interested in that they want to know. And then you try to like – but they'll just argue with you forever. Like they'll never do what you say or or go look into the information that you give them because they don't care. They just want to like talk to you. but I don't know. I don't know the the uh, motivation behind that. but. That's a very common personality type too. So, <laughs> these are just things that I've ran into in my own experience <clears throat> with people I know. Which is whatever, dude. Everyone, he's their own. Still homies. Still, still love them and shit. It's just a, a strange phenomenon that that we run into with this. And um, yeah, not everyone is going to be able to break out of the mind control. And but I think with everything that's taking place right now, just the blatant power grab by the government. That's taking place at the moment under the guise of the coronavirus epidemic. Uh, I think a lot of people are starting to ask more questions, which is why the government and these big tech companies are taking stronger measures to censor people and, uh, you know, stop that information from getting out via the Internet because they don't want that shit getting out, dude. They don't like people having a platform to spread their own ideas and to have that shit be easily searched for. So for years, they've been fucking up YouTube, making it so only the mainstream, super mainstream explanation of any event gets found. Like it used to be, I've talked about this before, but it used to be whenever there was a school shooting or, or some terrorist attack of some kind, there would be somebody on YouTube like fucking minutes later, like decoding everything, looking for inconsistencies and, and pointing out some things that don't add up. And that was fine. Why can't you do that? You know, that's that's your right as a human being, as as an American citizen to to have free speech and to say whatever the fuck you want. But after Sandy Hook, like because that was so there were so many holes in that and they just fucked it up so much. And like there were so many obvious inconsistencies with the official narrative that it was just all fucked up. That couldn't even that could have even been a plan to like do that because it was such a catastrophic event. It was so horrific. Like this guy went into this school and killed all these little kids. Supposedly, that's the story. And but there was all these the shit that didn't add up. And people were pointing that out and making videos about it. And then the media came out and they used Alex Jones as the scapegoat, like the sacrificial lamb. Like he's so fucking terrible. He doesn't think anyone died in Sandy Hook. And then they use that as um an explanation to To start censoring people on the internet. But they had always been doing it. But it just kind of ramped up since then. And got people on board with it. Like yeah the fucking. And then you had the flat earth thing. Which I don't know. I don't know if the earth is round or flat. I don't fucking know. I haven't been to space. I think it's round. But it could be flat. I'm not saying you know. A lot of people believe different shit. And good for you. That's fine. But um. Then you had those people. Like at the same time the flat earth shit started popping too. And then you associated anybody who started asking questions that went against the official narrative, they were immediately associated with the flat earther. So it's interesting how these things have taken place because that's this is all some psychological operation, like CIA fucking constructed shit going on. It's very strange. But this is how this type of stuff works. So, yeah, there's all these different, all this crazy shit going on on the fucking internet. That's just crazy, but apparently now it's harder to find, less and less common, and uh, bummer, right? At least you got this podcast, though. We'll see how long it lasts. Anyways, I'm just rambling. I got some other interesting um, articles to read. Oh, this is one from... uh, (laughs) This is so fucked up. This is the government of UK, their official website gov.uk is where you can find this, and this is about coronavirus and what you can do or what you need to do, rather. And it says first in big bold letters, stay at home. Only go outside for food, health reasons, or work, but only if you cannot work from home. If you go out, if you go out, stay two meters or six feet, away from people at all times. Wash your hands as soon as possible. Do not meet others, even friends or family. You could spread the virus even if you don't have symptoms. Now, that's the part about this. And it goes on and on. It says like, fuck, there's so much to it. It says, number one, when am I allowed to leave the house? You should only leave the house for very limited purposes. Shopping for basic necessities, for example, food and medicine, which must be as infrequent as possible. One form of exercise a day, for example, run, walk, or cycle. (laughs) This is so crazy. Alone or with members of your household. Any medical need, including any medical need, including to donate blood, avoid or escape risk of injury or harm. So I guess if your house is on fire, you can leave. That's only if it's on fire and you're about to die, you can leave your house. Or to provide care to a help or care or help to a vulnerable person. But you're not allowed to see the old people anymore because you care about them too much. So you don't want people seeing them. Traveling for work purposes, blah, blah, blah. Can I go to my dentist? Yeah, maybe. Blah, blah, blah. Can I look after my dog? Yeah, maybe once a month. And all this fucking bullshit. I don't want to read them all because it's just annoying. I hate these stupid fucking rules. But if if you think like that, you're just you don't care about old people. You're a terrorist. And that was another point I wanted to make up. Um, the similarity between what took place after 9-11 and what's taking place with with this whole coronavirus thing. Cause After 9-11, they they rushed through the Patriot Act, which was obviously written before the event took place. They just needed the proper event to happen in order to justify passing that that legislation. So after 9-11, they had the Patriot Act passed, which allowed for government spying on everybody because anybody might be a terrorist. Everybody could be a threat. Look at this horrific event that just took place in the world. You don't want that to happen again, do you? So just give up a little bit of your rights. Let us spy on you a little bit. It's nothing too crazy. You know, walk through this fucking metal detector. Get some x-rays at the airport. Let us pat you down. Stick a finger in your ass. Fuck it, dude. It's cool. Just don't say shit. Fucking, or else you're a terrorist, right? So that was the justification after 9-11 with the Patriot Act. It's because anybody could be a terrorist because of Osama bin Laden and fucking Saddam has weapons of mass destruction. He didn't, but let's kill a million people and stay there 20 years. No big deal. Fuck it. Now, with the coronavirus, this is phase two of that whole event. About 20 years later, about 19, approximately, almost 20 years later, they're unrolling phase two. Now, this is so, this is pretty good how they did this. Pretty smart. They're not dumb. They've done it with the coronavirus that, like, you can't even leave your house now. Everyone has to be on lockdown. And then, oh no. What happened? I'm not recording anymore. Oh, wait. Yes, I am. Sorry, my computer got fucked up. Anyways, I'm still on. So <laughs> with uh, coronavirus, this is like phase two of the plan because now you can't even leave your home because you, you got to be on lockdown because you you could have the virus. Even if you're feeling fine and shit and you are you haven't shown any symptoms, you could be an asymptomatic carrier and you could go around and get other people sick. So therefore... They're, they're putting in this, this different type of legislation where they are now coming out into the open about how they want to track your phone using these apps on your phone and see everywhere you go so they can see if you had possibly been in contact with somebody who's carrying this disease. That way you have to self-quarantine for 14 days because you possibly have the virus. And now even if you're not feeling any symptoms, you can't go outside, you can't do shit because you're an asymptomatic carrier and you could be infecting other people. So basically, it's like everyone's a terrorist now everyone is is fucking guilty, and <clears throat> it doesn't matter if you know you don't even have to be feeling unwell. you don't even have to be feeling ill, but you still have to suffer for it. You still are gonna feel the repercussions and it's some um, it's some next level shit. it was a pretty clever move that they did there, and they're they're using it to justify taking these these more extreme measures, taking away more of your rights, and people are all for it. These dumb motherfuckers are all for it because they think they're helping people. They think they're helping the old people. Yeah, man, I would hang out, but, you know, I'm worried about my mom and my dad, and, you know, we could get them sick and shit like that. It's like, all right, bro, whatever. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm not trying to downplay the severity of this. People get sick, um... This could be a real thing. I don't know. Maybe more people will die. I don't know. I just think it's crazy because all the stuff that's being rolled in with this, and I'll read you some articles with regards to that. So this is another one on Activist Post, and this was uh, published today. It says, police app encourages people to report neighbors who violate stay-at-home orders. Oh, that's great. How do you encourage people to turn on each other during the COVID-19 pandemic? The answer is not that complicated, especially if you live in the city of Bellevue, Washington. Four years ago, when the city created the My Bellevue app, it was touted as being a quick and easy way to report things like down street signs, potholes, streetlight issues, and noise complaints. Fast forward to 2020 and public fears of COVID-19 have encouraged law enforcement to turn neighbors into government snitches. This is a long time in the making, guys. These fucking snitches have been in our midst for a long time. Geekwire revealed how the Bellevue Police Department has turned a public service app into a report on your neighbors app. You can report these incidents through the My Bellevue app on your electronic device or the My Bellevue portal. Police in Bellevue, Washington are asking residents to report violations of the state's stay at home order. Online in an effort to clear up 911 lines for emergencies. A recent Associated Press article revealed that people are happy to report on their neighbors. Snitches are emerging as enthusiastic allies as cities, states, and countries work to enforce directives meant to limit person-to-person contact amid the virus pandemic that has claimed tens of thousands of lives worldwide. They're phoning police and municipal hotlines, complaining to elected officials, and shaming perceived scofflaws on social media. I don't even know what that word means. laws. When law enforcement encourages Americans to turn against each other, we all lose. We become a nation controlled by fear. Suspected violations are tracked in the My Bellevue, My Bellevue app and generate a heat map that shows where gatherings have been reported. The map shows hot spots of activity throughout the city of Bellevue, which is about 10 miles from Seattle. Of course, of course it's that region too. Seattle. They're so they're so on the cutting edge, you know? That's where fucking Starbucks is from. That's where Amazon's from. Good job. And then they, re- they recommend a book, Snitch Culture, How Citizens Are Turned Into the Eyes and Ears of the State. And this is exactly what took place in 1984. In uh, George Orwell's book there, talking about how the kids snitched on everyone. It was always the younger generation, and women. They're the worst, but guys too. People like to snitch. They like to fucking gossip. The Bellevue Police Department's My Bellevue page claims police need the public's help monitoring their neighbors. The vast majority of people in our community are following the stay home order and are being safe, said Chief Steve Milet. But we need your help in reporting violations where there may be a large amount of people at risk. So it's all for your own good just telling your neighbor you'll really be doing a good thing. Big Brother cares about you. The My Bellevue Customer Assistance Portal spells out exactly what this is app is really meant for. Uh, fucking typo. Exactly what this app really is meant for. Report gatherings. You may report gatherings here in violation of the state mandate to stay home. Contact your police sector captain. Got an issue affecting your neighborhood? Contact the sector captain for your area. A captain is assigned to each of three geographical sectors, north, south, and west and is ultimately responsible for issues taking place in their sector. When the city services apps gets turned into a glorified version of DHS's if see something, say something we all lose as GeekWire notes. Sometimes there is a need to implement extreme measures, but often these crises are used as justification to implement surveillance and data collection measures for purposes beyond that crisis. The ACLU of Washington's Jennifer Lee said, um, yeah, and the 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 correlation between that and 9-11 is pretty striking as well because ever since 9-11 on all the subways, like in big cities like New York City, San Francisco, L.A., uh, there would be signs on the subways that say, like, if you see something, say something. Do you see a mysterious package? See, this is all to, to create fear in the public. Like, fuck, dude, they can come get us at any time. Motherfucking terrorists in this bitch. Which is possible, you know, terrorists do exist. They blow shit up, but... You know, should we be afraid of it all the time and give up all our rights uh, because the government wants to keep you safe? Use your fucking brain, people. So I've been, you know, I've I've been calling this shit since this started happening. Uh, Just the snitch culture, dude. It's fucked, bro. Fucking pussies, man. Reporting on your neighbor's apps fly in the face of the freedoms Americans have enjoyed for centuries. The My Bellevue mobile app can be found at the Apple Store and the Google Play Store. Two recent reviews of the My Bellevue app spell out how everyone should view apps that encourage Americans to report on each other. Leo Rosas said, Start sarcasm. Yes, Daddy, step on me harder. Oh, yes, take my constitutionally protected rights away. End. You should be ashamed of yourselves. Tell on your neighbors for leaving their houses. B.S. You have no clue where they're going or what for. Since no crime has been committed in traveling, the police have no right to know where you go or why. There is no right to abridge constitutionally protected free travel. Y'all were sworn to protect and uphold the Constitution. COVID doesn't change that. Matthew Harpan said, I bet Hitler is rolling in his grave, super jealous of your app and used to violate civil rights through unconstitutional enforcement during coronavirus. You swore the oath to uphold and defend the Constitution. This is pathetic. I expect better from the police. Oh, why? fuck the cops. fucking assholes. they don't give a fuck about you. I don't care. I'll say it. That's what they're there for, man. The cops are the ultimate snitches. But you can't say that, right? Not not PC enough. Anyways. Um yeah, the tracking. Yeah, the tracking. Um I don't think that's very good, folks. Nah, but for real, they're gonna use their phones. So you, check it out, dude. They fucking have put cameras everywhere, right? You can't go anywhere without there being a hundred cameras. Every streetlight has them, like every every stoplight, rather, and some of the streetlights have them too, but every stoplight's got them. They're just everywhere. Every business has them, every car after 2018 has a backup camera. Many prior to that still have them too. So the the surveillance is just on full fucking full surveillance mode. And then your phone has all this GPS tracking shit too. So they're going to use your phone and and see if you break the fucking lockdown quarantine orders. If you leave from your house and have your phone in your pocket, they're going to fucking text you or whatever and be like, hey, bro, what the fuck you doing? Get back in your home. This is your first warning. After that, we're going to come fucking shoot you. Rape your girlfriend or some shit. This is where it's going, folks. China's already on that shit. Watch Watch what they're doing in China. You got to scan your face to go everywhere. You got to fucking, you got your little rating and shit. You got a green star if you're good, but you got a red star if you possibly have been infected with someone. And they're stoked on that shit. They're all about it. The mainstream reporting on that shit. Look at what China's doing to prevent the virus. They're so smart. They're on the cutting edge. Yeah, you got to sacrifice some viruses, but you're safe. Crazy. Now, in the city, I mean, the country of Hungary... Hungary, they're doing some fucked up shit there too. So, give you a quick synopsis of this article from Jeff Bezos, the Washington Post. Ah, oh, such a great guy. Hungary just became a coronavirus autocracy. Will Europe respond to Orbán's power grab? I guess that's the president of Hungary. Uh, bu, 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 bu. A pedestrian takes in the view from the stairs. This is a, a picture. <laughs> takes in the view from the stairs of the deserted citadel at night in Budapest on March 31st. Hungary's parliament handed Prime Minister Viktor Orban the right to rule by decree indefinitely, effectively putting the country under his sole command. Oh, that's great. On Monday, Hungary's parliament granted Prime Minister Viktor Orban the sweeping emergency powers he had asked for. Under the justification of the coronavirus epidemic, Orban can suspend existing laws and rule by decree for an indefinite period. Okay, so you might get sick, so you have no rights anymore. I can put you in jail for as long as I want because people get sick. Okay, that's crazy, man. No by-elections can be held while the emergency powers remain in place. Anyone the government views as spreading falsehoods or distorted truths that obstruct efforts to obtain to protect the public from the pandemic can be jailed for up to five years. So that means what I'm doing fucking right now on this podcast, they could throw me in jail for five years if I was in Hungary. Yeah, you know, fuck Hungary. I'm not going there. Uh, in theory, Parliament could overturn the law within a two-thirds vote, but in practice, Orbán's Fidesz party dominates the body and will probably allow Orbán the rule to rule by fiat as long as he wants to. Many observers have interpreted Hungary's Enabling Act, which is what it's called, as the end of Hungarian democracy. However, political scientists have already concluded that Hungary was no longer a democracy some time ago. So obviously, I mean, we don't live in Hungary. Maybe you do listening to this. If you do, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sure you're a good person and good people all over the world, but bad governments all over the world, too. And some are worse than others. And this is fucked up what they're doing there. But they're going to start doing the same shit here. And then think about, too, what's happened with this social distancing thing, too. You do realize that that means you don't have the right to a fair trial by jury anymore, right? How are they going to have a jury? You can't be six feet apart. They can't. You can't all be in the same room. Can't. There's 12 jurors. There's only 10 people in a room. So it's just going to be you and the judge. And the judge is going to fuck you, dude. Unless you got a cool one, which hopefully you do. But, you know, and then they can throw you in jail for whatever. You don't even got to do shit. Scary shit, man. Because this this continuity of government, these emergency power acts, the Stafford Act, this type of shit that, that was enabled by Trump uh, because of the coronavirus – you got to read the fine print of these things. I haven't read them exactly. I've heard people explain them, but it sounds like some, some fucked up shit for your rights or your lack of rights at this point. So, leading experts describe Hungary as a competitive authoritarian regime or electoral autocracy. The international ratings body Freedom House no longer considers Hungary a free country, while VDEM no longer considers it a democracy making it the first EU member without these ratings. However, even if Hungary were already in electoral autocracy, the coronavirus law marks a profound change. Anyways, and it continues, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, just another example of the government taking away your rights under the guise of keeping you safe from the coronavirus. And that should concern you, dude. That's fucked up. Most people don't give a fuck, though. Most people do not care, man. So bummer, right? But most people don't care. They're just going to do what they're told and be good people and, you know, you got to do what you got to do. So I was looking to see if I had any more um, articles for you, but I don't think I do. So just kind of like, talking about what's going on. Like I said, I don't have all the answers. I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying that this virus isn't dangerous, that you shouldn't take regular precautions, you know, wash your hands, do whatever. But I do find it insulting how much we're being told to wash our hands. Like, what are we, fucking four years old? We got I got to have somebody telling me to wash my hands every five minutes? Fuck you, dude. It's just crazy, man, this babying culture, like where the government's our parents now, and they're going to tell us to wash our hands and when we can leave the house and what we can do and we're all being tracked and man, the difference between now and, and 30 years ago is huge. I'm only 26. I don't know what the fuck 30 years ago was even like, but I know it's different than it is now. My dad told me about that shit. I had my grandma tell me about when she was a little girl going, growing up in LA in Venice and uh, she would be a little girl. Her mom would send her to the store with a little note pinned to her shirt for the groceries, talking about like, give her some milk and eggs and bread or whatever, you know, and she would go into the little market and show it to the guy working behind the counter, and he would give her all the stuff, and she wouldn't have any money or anything, they'd just charge it to her, write it on the books that, uh, you know, Mrs. Castle owns us, owes us so much money, and uh, send the girl home, you know, walk a mile or two alone by herself, nope, no big deal, it was safe though, people looked out for each other back then. The differences between what my grandma tells me about, like how this country was in the 50s, 40s, it's just huge, man. Just people used to take care of each other if somebody lost their job in the neighborhood. Everyone, first of all, everyone knew each other. You knew all your neighbors. Um, you were friends with them. You had little parties, whatever, get-togethers and stuff, and um, you were all friends with each other, kind of, and if, if – Somebody in your neighborhood lost their job. You'd have people from the neighborhood pitch in to help them because they were down and out. You know, they couldn't, didn't have a job, couldn't take care of their family. Well, people would would help and stuff. This is back when motherfuckers were bringing each other pie and shit and cookies and stuff. <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore now. And uh, now we just snitch on each other and, and call the cops on each other for fucking leaving the house. So good job, America. Good job, world. Good job, New World Order. Illuminati motherfuckers, whatever you want to call it. It's just, it's a shame, dude. And all you can do to, like, try to stop it. Just try to be a good person. Try to think for yourself and and uh, love one another. But also don't take no shit. You got to stick up for yourself, man. And and uh, call out this stuff for what it is. And don't be afraid to speak your voice. Because once once you start censoring yourself, then they've won. Because you're afraid to even say what you think. And then that's that's total mind control. That's just being a a robot, and you weren't sent to this world by your creator to be like that. you were meant to love your life and and do what you want and think for how think how you want and shit so don't be afraid to do that. That's your right you know you you still have rights and uh take advantage of that shit so congratulations for making it through another episode of Knowledge with homage on this the second of April two thousand and twenty. In the midst of the coronavirus lockdown. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm going to send you out with a song. Peace out. See you next time.
1: I'm What's sick. What's the matter, bro? I'm sick. Oh, yeah? I'm sick, I Can't you down that? You're sick. I'm sick. You're sick. And you sick. caught it. Well, you must know who it is who's sick. As my verse disperses The worst curses a person Hurts worse than the first Virgin's privacy purse bursting I walk around the underground As a powerful thunder sound Wearing the low down Profound lyrical wonder crown Advanced listening Wrestling with pressure expressions And stepping in as a special specimen Fresher than freshman Obvious overdosage, Coasted it over oceans With explosive posters Flyer than your promotional posters Skillfully killing Willfully drilling Syllables spilling Feeling really upsetable Biting is edible stealing Walking around the planet Rocking the ground like granite, cocking my sound cannon and stopping the sound famine. Deliberate, inconsiderate, adequate benefits, belligerent, spitting shit like laxative excrement. Dove in a frozen ocean, fell low below, boasting the one chosen who rose, exposing a flowy rose. So nice that it's nasty, so banging it's busting. So sweet that it's sick, so dope it's disgusting. So nice that it's nasty, so banging it's busting. So sweet that it's sick, so dope it's disgusting. So nice that it's nasty, so banging it's busting. Bustin'. So so sweet that it's sick, so dope it's disgusting. So nice that it's nasty, so banging it's busting. So sweet that it's sick, so dope it's disgusting. I lead an expedition envisioning competition in a prison when delivering withering rhyme littering, giving and never endeavoring ever clever. However, bringing it weather together or on solo feathers, sicker than liquor and medicine, burning and blistering, leave your lights flickering quicker than strobes. You're dripping in the higher pointed style anointed with no delivery ointment on point with this light. Presidential appointments Flashing full, fashionable, rational Lyrical passion, glove and skulls burning Trash flows The wide ass grow Belittling when little men living in Oblivion, try battling, imagining it the hyper than riddling. simply Deranged brain, exchange pain for gain Rearrange a frame the strange plain Patterns when slain, bigger, better And better than all of your golden cheddar When spreading wind like medicine men with ancient Tribal lettering, so nice that it's nasty So banging, it's busting, so Sweet that it's sick, so dope, it's disgusting So nice that it's nasty. So banging, it's busting. So sweet that it's sick. So dope, it's disgusting. So nice that it's nasty. So banging, it's busting. So sweet that it's sick. So dope, it's disgusting. So nice that it's nasty. So banging, it's busting. So sweet that it's sick. So dope, it's disgusting. Sick, sick, so sick. Sick, sick, so sick. sick, sick. sick.